0: we go. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endures to all generations. Amen. So let's just come with that heart of gladness this morning as we worship our King.
1: Till I walk the streets and go, I sing allow you say save my soul. This way with is found. Savior, because you healed my heart, changed my name forever. Free, I'm not the same. I I I think the Savior Because you You healed healed my heart You changed my name Forever free, I'm not the same I think think the Master I think 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 the Savior I think you got one response, I've got just one move, with my arms stretched wide.
2: you get shy on me, lift up your song. cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs, oh get up and praise the Lord, so come on my soul, oh don't you get shy on me, lift up your song. You've got a lion inside of
3: those lines. Get up and praise
2: the
1: Lord. So come on, my soul. Don't you get shy on me. Lift up your song. Cause you've got a lion inside. So don't you get shy
0: reminded that we have exactly what we need to do what he called us to do here on earth he didn't just give you a part of what you need you have everything you need to go and make a difference out there let's lean on him lean on his understanding and not our own this morning and just thank him for what he's done that he wants to use us that he has called us by name the bible says that he heard our cry and he answered so that is the god that we are singing to So as we do these last two songs, they're a little faster. Let's just worship him because he is good, because he is worthy, because he deserves all of our praise. Yeah. this morning that Jesus said, make it here on earth as it is in heaven, and that's how we should pray, that heaven is going to come down, amen, that we don't have to look like the world, and I am so grateful for that, amen. That's what this song is all about.
2: Oh, build your kingdom here, let the dark.
4: share
0: with me. I just kept feeling the Lord place in my heart. I don't know if you can hear me, but that you have everything that you need, and so just give him your heart, and let him change it. Let him make it be what he created it to be. You know, while we were still sinners, he died for us, so we're good enough, and he wants to make it even more than what we can even imagine. So just give him your heart every day. Just yield it to him. Let him make us be who he created us to be.
4: Amen. How many of y'all believe you have everything you need? Who believes that? Let me see. Amen. Amen. We thank you, Lord, for that. Just raise your hands up and praise you for minute. We praise you this morning, Jesus, and we worship you. And we thank you for time in your house together this morning. And we thank you in you that we're more than enough. We're more than conquerors in you, as the word says, Lord, because of who you are. And we thank you for that, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Amen, Amen. We'll go say hi to a bunch of people. Welcome somebody this morning. Our Kids uh, get checked in the kids' church, and then we'll get rolling. Things and things are all settled oh, together. So like uh, that song. Every time I do it, they're a little more gray than
5: the
0: um, They
5: got wet. This morning. Oh, <laughs> nothing washing
4: Live streamers, good to have you wherever you're watching from, whatever platform you're on. I, I know they're getting the kids checked in, but uh, we'll give them a second to get all that done before tithe and offering. Um, but it's good to have you all this morning. Welcome to Only Believe at Urbana, and we're always excited to come together. How many of y'all enjoy coming to the house of the Lord? Anybody? I know I do, so hopefully you do too. Uh, yeah, we had, a, we had a bowling event on Friday night, so... Uh, I was wondering if how many people would be walking in and kind of hunched over, you know, I can only praise with this arm this morning, not, not, my, not my bowling arm, but uh, we had a good time, so if you made it out, uh, it was good. If not, next time, we'll, we'll do some more stuff, so uh, come join us in the future for those extra things. I think we had a couple prizes to give away. I'll do it after offering, but uh, we had a prize for the highest bowler of the night. And we're still trying to figure it out, but also a prize for the lowest score, too. So we actually kind of have to figure out who that was. I'm not sure. I have a couple guesses, but I'm not exactly sure um, who it was. But, anyways. It was wild. Who? It was Jenny. Oh, Jenny? Oh, you bowl? Oh. Zero? Do you even remember your scores at all? No, oh, you don't. Was it like less than 50? Huh? At the end? It was close. Yeah. 39? Oh my, that, no, no, no. that may have scored the whole deal right there. No. Did you have one lower than 39? Yeah, 45. 45, okay. Ju- Judah was hurt, so he was rolling with his opposite arm, but still that sort of counted because he tried. Um, he actually used the. Did you hear her? She there
5: was <laughs> nothing wrong with my arm.
4: That's just, that's just what you got. Um. <laughs> oh, that's funny. i <laughs> right, let's take up tithe and offering. If you have something to give, go ahead and prep it. Uh, offering envelopes are in the chair in front of you. If not, wave your hand around. One of our ushers will help you out. Let me just pray over your offering this morning. Lord, we thank you uh, to be able to give part of our worship this morning, uh, taking steps to faith, Lord, as the tithe and, and our giving it's holy unto you. And Lord, as you, you lay upon each one of our hearts in our giving, Lord, and we, and we follow you because uh, you're teaching us, you're growing us, you're shaping us, you're molding us. And, and one of the ways we, you do that is you teach us to be a giver. And we thank you that we are taking on your character, your, your likeness, and all the things that we do, including how we deal with the, the finances and material things of our life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you have it, bring it this morning. A um, uh, couple announcements, then, then we'll do this Bowling thing. Uh, don't forget, tomorrow night from 6 to 7 Churchwide Prayer. Uh, we're a praying church. Uh, prayer is vital to everything that we do. So uh, please, uh, if you have never been to Churchwide Prayer, we encourage you to come out tomorrow night from 6 to 7 and be a part of that. Uh, Youth Hangout is this Wednesday. It's the second and fourth Wednesdays of the month. So that's fifth to 12th grade. We always have kids' church going on. But uh, second and fourth Wednesday of the month, we have fifth through twelfth grade uh, kid youth hangouts. So uh, bring them out for that and bring some friends, too, to that. And also, last but not least, we have October the 8th, uh, we have a, a women's bonfire at Margot and I's house. It's at 6 p.m. There's a sign-up sheet in the back. So please, uh, if, if you're planning on coming, sign up. And she'll give you some more details. We'll provide the main stuff, but like some dirt, some fall kind of desserts, uh, if you want to bring that. It'll be a good time. We also have a Sycamore House announcement. So, Mike, come on down. Um, Can I have that microphone real quick? And Sycamore House, is is, is we support them monthly, but they they do fundraisers now and then. And um, so the newest fundraiser, I'll let Mike tell you about it.
3: Okay, just want to let you guys know. um, I'm part of the Sycamore House. I'm actually one of the board members on the Sycamore House. And just kind of let you know what the Sycamore House does in general. Um, The Sycamore House is a Christ-centered ministry committed to promoting hope and love in the community to our families and individuals. Um, So one of the things that we're gonna be doing in November, we're gonna actually have a bowling fundraiser to help raise money into the Sycamore House and also to help um, provide assistance to their new location. Um, If you're not aware, the Sycamore House is gonna be moving over to Bodie Circle, um, where we used to be, um, to help refurbish that area over there. Um, so greetings, and, and it, our, our hope is that you are having a day full of full blessings, um, being an important part of your family. We would like to tell you more about our upcoming fundraiser. The Sycamore House will be hosting their first bowling fundraiser event to be held at Southwest Bowl in Urbana on November 5th from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. This event is, is, bring, is to bring awareness to the community and what the Sycamore House can provide families and individuals. To make the fundraiser event a success, we are asking support from our church community. The Sycamore House is requesting churches to create a basket that will be auctioned off at the bowling event. We would like to have the baskets that are created to be a theme-based basket. Um, for, us not, for us not to have duplicate um, themes, it is requested request to contact the Sycamore House. So I just want to let you know that actually this letter has not gone to all the churches yet. Um, it will go out next week to the churches, so I'm getting the opportunity for our church to be able to select what theme they might like, like to do, if they'd like to um, provide a basket for us to raffle off. Okay. So for more I- information about the church, uh, event, feel free to contact the House, or you can ask myself. Um, I also will have the bowling event fundraiser flyer here, which will have a QR um, code on there, that if you want to go ahead and pay in advance, I do strongly recommend that. Um, and for some of you guys who know Pete Yost, um, Pete Yost is actually kind of, pushing this forward, and he's going to get as many people there as possible to help support the event. So if you want to make sure that you get in, um, please go ahead and sign up for that. But if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. Thank you.
4: All right. Thanks, Mike. So uh, at the church, we'll get one of those baskets together, then show up and and bowl, and it'll uh, support the Sycamore House. All right. So for our bowling event, uh, so I I guess we're in uh, unison that Jenny rolled the lowest score. Is that right? So... um, (laughs) Come on down, Jenny. Here's your gift card. Come get it. Come get it. It, it was worth it right there. And uh, now, th- this is the high- the highest score that I heard of, unless somebody has a higher score. Somebody rolled uh, 206 that night, and that was Bill Heitman. So Bill, not bad. Come on, Bill. Bill did good. Here's your gift card for that. So. 204. Oh, 204. I'm sorry. See, Bill's being honest. 204. I'm sorry, I gave him two pins. Okay, good, well, we had a good time. All right, get your Bibles out. If you have the word, go ahead and get it. And um, today is is 9-11, as our country remembers uh, what happened many years ago with the terrorist attacks. And whenever we have uh, times like this to bring memory of something that happened in our nation's past, it's not only a memory of it, but for believers, it's another reminder for us to pray for our nation. And pray for God to move in our nation, in our government, our leaders—not only national, but but local—but simply that the Spirit of God would move in our nation, and we would be a people after His heart. Amen. So uh, we remember what happened, but also it, it pushes us forward to believe that God will do a work in our nation. Amen. Do you believe that? All right, good. If you got your Bibles, Luke chapter. Number 19, we've been in a series about sharing your faith. I believe that God is a saving God, and I believe you believe that too. And I believe, by the way, that you're a big part of what God is up to in his work of salvation. That's what we've been talking about, that that God is after his creation. He wants to save his creation. He's going to save the creation He's going to make all things new. That's his work. That's the ultimate work of God. But he also then, the the crown of his creation, humanity, he wants to bring them into salvation. In other words, right relationship with him, reconciled relationship, freedom from sin, as we await the kingdom that is coming, all things being made new. God is a saving God. As a matter of fact, Luke chapter number 19, verse number 10, talking about Jesus is that Jesus has come to seek and to save that which is lost. How many of you at one time were lost? And how many of you count yourself among the saved right now? Let me see. And, and remind us what we've been saying. I, I, we said this every part of this series. God is distracted by what is lost. He leaves the 99 to go after the one. He, he's like going we'll to talk about these parables next Sunday. It, it's like the... The, the woman who lost the coin. She's got other money, but she's distracted by the coin that was lost, right? God is distracted by what is lost. The work of Jesus is to come and to save that which is lost. That's the work of the kingdom. As a matter of fact, the foundation of the kingdom of God is forgiveness, that he comes to forgive, to save us, to deal with this whole big sin problem, but yet we're a part of it. See, one of the callings of the Christian life is to be a light in the world. Do you believe that? See, uh, Kelly, the orange slide. Uh, our values, we have three big values at our church, things that we uh, do our church by, that, that we live by faith. In other words, that's loving God with everything we have, that uh, we, we value relationships, that's loving our neighbors, self. But that third value is that we are rescuers. We believe... That we're a part of the saving work of God in this world. Not that we ourselves save somebody, but we are the feet of those who bring the good news of the gospel to other people. Amen. Amen. That we're called to do this. Why? Because the world needs Jesus. The world wants Jesus, but maybe doesn't know they want him. They want true life. They chase all these different things. to have true life. But what they really need is Jesus, and they want Jesus, Right? And this is part of who we are. As those who are saved, we reach out to those who are not saved because we were once lost, and we know what it's like to be lost. But now we also know what it's like to start to live an abundant life with him. Amen. So what do we do? Well, we share our story. How did you come to the place that you knew you needed Jesus? That's your story. And what did he do for you? That's your story. And in that, you start to share Jesus. And you share the good work of of Jesus Christ in this world for salvation. That's the big picture of what God is up to, redeeming his people. Now, attitude of sharing my faith. I want to challenge you today because just because you have truth, how many believe that Jesus is the truth? Here's the way, the truth, and the, just because you have the truth doesn't mean you can go about that truth in any way that you want to. Amen. There's a certain attitude, a certain uh, disposition, a certain way of going about what it means to be a light in the world. So you have a light in here, right? The light of life. And I, I say this all the time. I'm not interested in this little light of mine. I'm interested in a fire. <clears throat> Something burning within you. And you take this light to the world in order to an avenue of Jesus in the world. But your job is not to light the world on fire to burn it down. You can do that. You can try to do that with, with the light that you have. But no, your light is not to burn the world down. Your light is to give light to those that, in the darkness so they can see the light. There's different ways you can go about having this light, having the truth. How you do it means something. So throw that first slide up there, please. This is sort of the attitude of sharing your faith. I want my life to reflect Jesus in a way that people who know me but do not know Jesus will want to know Jesus because they know me. You see that? I want my life to reflect Jesus in such a way that if somebody has an interaction with me, acquaintance with me, knows me, they know me, but they may not know Jesus, but they're eventually going to want to know Jesus because they know me. That's the kind of light that I have. See the attitude there? That my life is a reflection. So... If somebody was to spend time with you pretty consistently, family, friends, people at work, whatever it is you do, that in essence, they see the Jesus in you by how you live. And if they don't know Jesus, there's a good chance they're going to want to know Jesus because they know you and maybe even beyond your, your uh, people that kind of know you by name, and just how you live, how you go about your business in your everyday life reflects something. Here's a statistic. I, I heard a guy named Chris Hodges give this statistic. 88% of people that hear the gospel are more likely to receive Jesus if the person sharing the gospel actually lives Christ-like. Eighty-eight percent, that's big. It's actually the entirely the opposite is true. That high of a number will reject the gospel, not because of Jesus, because the people that say they share the gospel are not Christ-like. I want people who know me, that even if they don't know Jesus, they may get to meet Jesus because they know me and they want to meet Jesus. That's the attitude of my way of living in this world. So just just this weekend, somebody shared with me uh, that that somebody at their work reached out to them and said something like uh, they had a question, they, they needed something, and they said, you are the person most close to God that I know. You know how cool that is? That by this person's whatever they're doing, whatever they're saying, whatever, they're, whatever the actions are of their life, they're reflecting Jesus enough that somebody said, hey, I have a question, I have a need of God, and who do they go to? That person. They reach out to them. And my life is reflecting Jesus in such a way that somebody who does not know Jesus, but they know me, they want to meet Jesus. That's our attitude. So we're going to go back to 1 Peter chapter number three. And and we were here a couple weeks ago. I want to go back there again because it captures an attitude. 1 Peter chapter number three and verse number eight. Towards the back of the New Testament, 1 Peter chapter three and verse number eight. It says, Finally, all of you have unity of mind sympathy brotherly love a tender heart and a humble mind verse 9 do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling but on the contrary bless for this you are called that you may, may obtain a blessing And Peter quotes from Psalm 34 here. Whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So, who repays evil for evil who does it? god does his face is against evil so you don't need to repay evil for evil because he's eventually going to take care of the business you don't have to worry about it now notice what he goes on to say here now who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good now how many know it's good to be zealous after good zealous after the things of god zealous after doing what is good so who's to harm you if you do good? Well, he goes on to say, But even if you should suffer for righteousness, sake, snake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. But in your hearts, honor Christ as the Lord, as holy. Always be prepared to make a defense or always have a reason to anyone ask for the reason for the hope that is in you. Now watch this. That's sharing your faith. I always have a reason about that hope, yet do it with what? Gentleness and respect. Having a good conscience. So that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit. You see that? Kelly, you can put that slide up. So different things about this. The first thing Peter is saying, when we live in this world, you are going to experience evil from somebody. How many know that? But Peter is saying... Do not repay evil for evil. That is not the christ likeness of your life. You let God be God, and he will. But your attitude is, if you suffer, and did you realize that the Bible pretty much says you're going to? You know the Bible says that, pretty much. If you live in faith, and you live for the faith, and if you are a light in this world, you're zealous after good, most likely you're gonna suffer in some manner but he said if you suffer you're gonna be blessed now there is a suffering for sin ultimately in judgment right but on the flip side but there also is a suffering at times maybe persecution of some level for doing what is good for being a light in the world but guess what Ultimately, that leads to a blessing and reward. Which suffering do you want? You want you want the suffering of sin that ultimately leads to judgment, or do you want temporary suffering in this world, the possibility of it, because you share your faith? But ultimately, it will bring a blessing and reward. Well, I want the second. I want to be a light in the world in such a way that if I do suffer, ultimately there's a blessing in that suffering. But see, notice that even when Peter's aware of this, that there may be suffering, watch. He says, but this is still how you share the reason for the hope that you have. Do it with gentleness, respect, and a clear conscience. Now, gentleness, you know, that, that is a word that I don't think gets talked about in the church much. You know it's one of the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It did not get talked about a lot because I think people get worried that if I'm gentle in the world, I'm going to get run over. I'm going to be a grease spot in the middle of the street. I'm going to get plowed. I- I've got to come at the world like they are, loud, angry, in your face, But share your faith, share the reason for the hope that you have with gentleness, not harshness, but gentleness because when you're gentle, in other words, your disposition towards somebody is a way of, I'm going to treat you in a way that you are a creation of God. You're made in the image of God. You're lost in sin. We know that. So was I. But you're a creation of God. I'm going to treat you with gentleness. Why? Because that opens the door for the Holy Spirit to do what only he can do. If you try to do his job, it's not going to work. You realize it's not my job to convict the world? Let me say that again. It's not my job to convict the world. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. That is why he was sent. My job is to share my faith. It's his job to bring the conviction of what I share. It's not my job to be pushing. It's not my job to sort of kind of force it, manipulate it in any way. You know, so when, when I got saved, I, I was 17. I, I, you know that. I tell you that a lot. My friends were like, what are you doing? What is happening here? Because immediately, almost immediately, I stopped doing things that I was doing. Going to the parties, all, all that stuff. I stopped. And they're like, "Why aren't you coming?" Well, you know what I did to kind of to kind of uh, uh, bolster what I was doing. I said, "I got I got to show you this thing in the Bible. It's called the Book of Revelation." I seriously would take these monsters and all this stuff's gonna happen. These beasts that come out, chopped heads and all this different stuff. You know, I, I I tried to scare him with the Book of Revelation. That was dumb. That's what I did. Seriously, no joke. I was trying to bring a a force of of why I'm saved. You share your faith. Let the Holy Spirit do His job. You see what I mean? So we do it gentleness, but respect—respect for God, respect for them—and with a clear conscience that I'm doing it for Him and I'm doing it in Him, not my own motivations, not my way. But I share with gentleness. I share respect. I share with a clear conscience. Why? Because, let's go back. I want to read that again. You don't have to go there, Kelly, but let me read it. Uh, Verse 18 says, For Christ also suffered, again, Peter's saying we may suffer, Christ suffered once for sins, the righteous him for the unrighteous us, that he might bring us to God. You see that? that our suffering, our sharing of faith, and if I share my faith with gentleness and respect, if there's any persecution because of it, in a way, Jesus is my example in that. Did Jesus force people to get saved? Did he say, I'm going to die on the cross, and if you don't then follow me, I'm going to put you there? No, he didn't say that, right? As a matter of fact, the ones who end up picking up the cross are the ones who actually follow him. You go, oh my, what in the world? That kind of turns the whole thing around. But Jesus is my example. That even he considered his suffering, and he he suffered willingly going to the cross, in order to bring the unrighteous to God, and that is us. That is our example of how we take the light of Jesus to the world. Now, are there going to be times when somebody is offended at you because of your faith? Yeah. Are there going to be times where your name may be slandered because of your faith? Yep. Are there going to be times there may be some level of persecution? We don't experience it too harshly in our nation, but other nations of the world, you can lose your life for it. Is that in the world today? Yep. But I want you to notice something. The offense isn't because of your attitude. The offense is the gospel itself. They're offended that you would say that they need a savior. You're offended because you may say there is sin. They may be offended because you say there is a heaven and there is a hell. That may offend them. But the offense is of the gospel not because of your attitude. You see the difference? So have I, I've been preaching for for a lot of years, have I ever offended somebody by preaching the gospel? Absolutely. But I want to be what at the end of the day says, not because of what I did. It's because the message offended them. And there's a difference. I want to live my life in such a way that if they don't know Jesus, but they know me, they're going to want to know him. But when they get to know him, if that offends them, then it's on them. Not because I pushed them away. You see, there's a difference there. So our job again: you have the truth, but you can't go about it in any way that you want. And there's scriptures in the Bible talking about uh, people being offended at you, and then Jesus brings a sword and all of separation. That's because of the message, and we can't use that to to say that I'm going to go out and do this in such a way to make everybody mad. That's not the gospel. The gospel is you taking it to the world and the message doing what the message does. Amen. How many know what I'm talking about? 1 Corinthians chapter 9, in verse number 19. 1 Corinthians 9, verse number 19 interesting little passage of Paul writing something about himself. Let me get there. There we go. It says this, and it's Paul talking about himself. For though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win more of them. You see Paul's attitude? Remember when we were in the book of Romans, Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And and his desire of his life is to take the gospel, not even building on the works of other people, but taking the gospel to the world. And notice Paul's attitude in taking the gospel to the world. He's free from all, but he's made himself a servant to all in order that he might win more of them. So to the Jews, I became as a Jew in order to win the Jews. And to those under the law, I became as those under the law, though not being under the law myself, that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law, I became as one outside the law, not being outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I may win those outside the law. To the weak, I became weak, that I might win the weak. I become all things to all people that, by all means, I might save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel, that I may share with them in its blessing. What is Paul saying there? And this is this is his last slide you can put up. For the sake of the gospel, we become servants of others. You see that. Now, how does salvation come to you, by the way? Jesus came not to be served, but to do what? But to serve. And give his life as a ransom for many. Paul is echoing this here. He's saying, to those under law, I become, to those not, I become that way. To the weak, I become that way. In other words, in all situations, Paul is finding a way to be a servant to those in front of him in order that they might be saved. That's Paul's attitude. How are you a servant to those in your life in such a way that the light of Jesus is being shown through you in order that they might be saved. I don't know. It's in your particular situations, in your particular circumstances, by the leading of the Holy Spirit with wisdom that you are a light in those situations. Remember, the, remember the, I think it was the first Sunday we talked about sharing your faith. At the very end, what we did was I had you write names down, right? So I don't remember what we asked. It was three, four, five people, whatever. How, people that you know that are not saved, that they need Jesus. You write those names down so every day you pray over those names, Right? You realize in that way you're being a servant to them. You're taking time out of your day to pray for that specific person at that specific moment. That's the start of the servanthood of the opportunity to lead somebody to Jesus. Right? And then then you get in in whatever situation, again, work, family, uh, 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 school, whatever it is, you're in these situations, and all of a sudden you have opportunities being led by the Spirit to be some sort of a servant. As Paul, I become all things to all men in order that some might be saved. That's an attitude. That's That's a way of approaching those around you. That's hard for people. That's hard. And, and you, may, you may share your faith. There may be an opportunity to, to talk about Jesus, and maybe maybe initially they don't respond. They may even kind of do that to the whole thing. Did that mean then you get to stop loving them? Share your faith, not to catch twenty-two. Well, I'm gonna share it, and if they reject it, then I get get to be mean to them. I can stop being a servant because they rejected the faith. Nope. There's no catch twenty-two to sharing your faith. There's no catch twenty-two of loving your neighbor as yourself. That that way, just like we shared earlier, maybe maybe at some point they want to know. Maybe something comes up, and they want. to prayer maybe there's a situation in your life that happens that, that they want some wisdom and you might be the very first person they call because you never stop loving your neighbor you never stopped being a servant you never stopped living a life that is reflective of, of the God that you serve this is our attitude our attitude as Christians is not, is not to go burn the world down. Our attitude as Christians is to go out and share the light that we have to bring them in. You see? And I believe, I believe that every single person in this room has the ability because of the Holy Spirit to be a light for him in our communities, I believe
3: that. You
4: know, uh, I, I coach. I coached uh, high school track for 12, 13 years. I don't know. And as an employee of, of a school system, I'm not really allowed just to openly just take the bus over and share my faith. Can't do it. But yet, but yet these these kids knew what I did. As a matter of fact, when I when I first, <laughs> it's kind of funny when I first started coaching, the rumor was that I was a priest in a Catholic church. And uh, my first year, was kind of funny, my first year, there was a guy who was a bigger dude, he was a thrower, he was a shot and disc thrower, and uh, this kind of rumors went around the track team about what I supposedly did, and he told somebody, he's like, every time I get near that guy, I feel like I'm going to catch on fire. That's what he thought. He just was, he just was like, I don't know, because I know who I am, and if he's a priest, this is not good, you know, this, this, this kind of attitude. But, you know, over time, not all the time, not every once in a while, and I wasn't even openly sh- talking about Jesus. You'd have a kid come and say, hey, can I ask you a question? At, at a meet or end of a practice or sometimes on a, on a bus ride, just, just, just wanting to know something. Hey, me and my friends were talking about this. What do you think about this? Or, you know what, I'm, I'm struggling. Can, can, you, can you help me a little bit? All, all through these years. I was never out there just, just just being there and being a Christian while still coaching them, while still screaming at them, run, you know, all that kind of stuff. It didn't change me as a coach. You know, he's always yelling at them, always encouraging them, you know. It didn't change. You know, still was hard on him for for the sport. But yet did it in a way where I didn't harm the fact that I was a Jesus follower. Does that make sense? You can do this. And when opportunities come, it could be simply because you step out and get bold about it or or somebody comes to you, but opportunities come to share your faith. You just are probably going to be amazed at what God can do. I believe that. I'm interested in, in all of the churches in this area growing. You know how? I'm interested in them growing because the church is sharing their faith in society. Now people need to come somewhere to get discipled. I believe that. So it's my hope for the church. That we have the attitude, the servant nature, and the Christ likeness to be people of Jesus in the world that, remember, they need Jesus. And they want him. They may not realize it, but they want him because he brings abundant life. Do you believe that? Amen. That's what I want for our church. Take the gospel to the world, amen, amen. Let's, if you let's stand up this morning, and we're, we're going to close with communion. If the ushers, if you can bring the the tables out for me, please. Now, now of a couple. Of, two or three of my friends when I was 17 that I did the whole revelation thing with them, you know? Um, You know, there's one of them to this day that uh, I'm not even sure that was the source of it, to be honest with you. But there's one of them to this day that I I know believes in Jesus. Was that the reason? I don't know. He's never said that to me, but... I like to think, if nothing else, it helped that he knows somebody else that's that's doing it. You know what I mean? You you just never know what God can do through you. By the way, it's not not my job. I'm a pastor. I'll share I'll share my faith as as I do, but it's not my job to evangelize the world. That's the job of the church. us together. Amen? Why? Because we believe in this. We believe that Jesus died on the cross, He's God in flesh, enacting the kingdom of God to bring salvation to the lost, that He took on human flesh in order to seek and to save the lost. And the ultimate way of forgiveness and salvation is found and what this symbolizes. You see the servant attitude of Jesus right here? That how he, God, in in the mysteries of God, chose to save the world was through self-sacrifice, giving yourself, self-sacrificial love. This is our example right here. Matter of fact, I would say Because if this is the way that Jesus saved us, if we try to go about saving the world in any other way, it's it's really not the kingdom. This is our example. A lot of good ideas out there, a lot of thoughts, all these different things, but right here, we are taught to be servants to those around us. So as you come this morning, take the elements back to your seat. We'll pray together. But I, but I want you to think about that. That this is our example of how to take the gospel to the world right here. Amen. So if you come this morning, if you kind of filter to the middle, please and kind of go around the edges, that will help us a little bit. Again, you don't have to come and participate this morning. You can if you want to. But we do this because Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. It's our constant reminder of our faith and the work of Jesus. If you're watching online, by the way, you know, go grab something. Grab what you have. You want to participate with us? That's more than welcome. I believe I believe in Jesus I believe that Jesus is the only answer I, th- I think in a lot of things that man does sometimes we stumble into good things and we do things and say, oh, that, that's okay that's good but if it's not ultimately in Jesus it's not the answer that he is the only way of salvation. And he is the only way to find true life. And he is the only way that will live eternally with God. The only way, I believe. So, so much that it is entirely 110% altered my life, changed me completely redirected who I was, the things that I was doing. And, and started started this deep, messy work in me that needed done. And it's still going, by the way. <laughs> I got there yet. Because I believe. Lord, we thank you for your your body. Bruised and broken down for us. Crucified on a cross to pay that physical wage of sin, which is physical death. That, Lord, you you were sinless, perfect in nature. And you willingly as a servant went to the cross to pay that penalty for each one of us. We thank you for that. Let's partake of the bread together. And with your body being crucified, your blood was shed. Ultimately what the cross was getting at was the shedding of your blood. because it is in the shedding of blood, that final sacrifice to end all sacrifice. Your blood was shed for the forgiveness of our sins. No longer the sacrifice have to be done. It is finished. And we thank you for the forgiveness of sins that we find in your blood. It washes away our sins. It makes us white as snow, justified, sanctified, righteous. We thank you for that. Partake of the cup together. Now, you're, you're here this morning, and um, I, I believe that the Lord can meet us at his table. I believe that. And maybe you've, you've felt, maybe, maybe you felt far from God. Maybe you felt like, man, where, where, is, where is he? I don't believe that God goes anywhere. I believe he's with us very, very personally. But if you felt far from God, I would just encourage you this morning to take that step of each day, taking time to pay attention to him. Something we've been saying a bit around here. You slowed down enough to pay attention because he's with you. And maybe, maybe there's distractions, maybe there's sin, maybe there's certain things that got, got in the way that I encourage you to clear it out. Unclog the pipe a little bit. Get right with them, if necessary. So, so as I close in prayer today, that, that's what I want to pray. Lord, for those that have felt far from you, may, maybe they've wandered away, or they, maybe they just feel detached. I pray, Lord, that they come back to you in such a way, Lord, that, that your closeness is evident to them. Lord, if there's things in the way, I I pray that you forgive us of our sins, Lord. If if there's distractions, Lord, I pray we, we bring a focus back to you. I pray, Lord, that we live each day picking up our cross and denying ourselves and following you. So I thank you that you hear us when we call. I thank you that you respond when we cry out. I thank you that you're near to us in our prayer. We we thank you for that. So I I pray as a people today that we're keeping in step with the Spirit, led by the Spirit, empowered by the Spirit, to live the life that you have called us to live, that we're a light in this world for you, for the sake of the gospel. Lord, use us for your kingdom. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name, we all say amen. Well, thank you for being here today. If, if you have any prayer needs, please come down. We'd love to pray with you. If not, Wednesday night, we're going to continue on in, in Hearing the Voice of God. That's our series on Wednesday. We'll be blessed as you go today.